You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast Detroit Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. All right, welcome to episode 283. Start, sorry for the uh, late start. This uh, We'll call them Guns N' Roses starts. Like Axl Rose was, the rumor was Axl Rose never went on stage on time for Guns N' Roses. Although I did see an interview that said Axl Rose said that was totally overblown. But, uh, so this is our Guns N' Roses start. We're a little bit late, but episode 283, as we that celebrate. That is correct. The year 1983. That is right. Uh, yeah, just a lot of weird things. The internet's in and out. The, you know, having problems with some of the audio. It's just, you know, it's a new place. It's going to be a lot of bugs, a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of things going on. A lot of things are going to... I mean, I remember when we first started in Ferndale, you know, a lot of times things got wonky because, you know, it's new system, new setup. You're working all the kinks out. So things are going to happen. That's right. And I, I'm going to be distracted for about 20 minutes of the show. That is quite the Jenga game going on behind you right there, Jimmy. Oh, and uh, yeah, I see it, that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nowhere else to pull. And she's like... If you if you see what I'm talking about there, Jimmy, it is like a straight and then into a house on top. Uh, she's, no, she's got a couple options. I uh, see a couple options. Yeah, we'll There's a couple of three stacks. She she can get the middle because it's the the one on top. Is, the one on top is uh, crossing all three, so if she can get the one in the middle. She actually has an opportunity. A lot of stuffs happening in the uh, city of Detroit, though. Uh, the Cubs are in town. And that's how much I love the undercard is that the Boo Cubs are just hiss. literally five blocks away and we're here. I will be at the Cubs versus Tigers Boo tomorrow. Who hiss. hiss? What are you talking about? Boo hiss. They're not the Tigers. Uh, okay. But they're, they're a very likable team. I don't care. They're not my home team. <laughs> I, I don't care. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, but the Cubs are in town. So since you're a Why Tiger they fan, uh, interleague play. Oh, 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 they're playing the Tigers. Oh, yeah. yeah I thought just, they were here for, like, some no, special thing. The okay. Star Wars uh, power of the costume, and then they go back on the road. Yeah. But, I have yet to see that. I, no. I, we, like, I have to go see that before it actually, leaves. Actually, we don't have uh, kids for a little bit. I bet you we go see it this weekend. Okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, I do got to see it before we leave. If we don't do it now, like, I think it ends September. September, like, the end of September, I believe. September yeah. 30th. Yeah, yeah, so they'll, they'll I have until then. It'll go by so I know, quick. and that's like, and I, I have like this Saturday, and I think maybe next Saturday I could do it, but then after that, I start, 
uh, back up at Concordia, so I don't have Saturday Saturdays anymore. Maybe you know, we, we have a crazy weekend plan. We got bingo plan this weekend. You got bingo plan? Oh, I could do it on the thirty first. Oh wait, no, the first. No, the first I start. No, God damn. <laughs> I have this weekend, which I'm doing my brother's roof. Oh, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. man, I gotta find a way. I got even if I have to take a day off of work, I gotta go there someday. All right, sorry. Still no, it's okay. With, uh, uh, the audio, issues. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, so the Cubs are in town. That that's Rizzo. happening in Detroit. And besides that, uh, a lot had happened in the boxing landscape that we will touch base on. Uh, with the Tyson Fury fight, some some very cool fireworks happened at the end of that fight. And then uh, we will talk wrestling. I tried to get uh, Josh in here from uh, mm-hmm. formerly of uh, Podcast Detroit, but mm-hmm. they used to have a uh, to talk Royal Rumble with me. But I, I have Pop some thoughts on SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I have some thoughts on SummerSlam. Get and, it right, Brad. And we may have a guest. I don't want to introduce her if we don't <laughs> yeah. have her because we'll probably move her into next week. But yeah, we, we, we can't hear Skype. Even we, through I mean, we have headphones. to have her on. So if we can't get her on. Today, we'll definitely do it uh, next week because right. don't want to spoil it. But, I mean, just looking up and looking up what she does, freaking awesome. Right. Old, OG type shit. Right. So OG type shit. So yeah. the bare knuckle boxing, I was reading the article that I sent you guys. Just like spoil it, Brad. Just uh, spoil it. No, I didn't we were say who. To, we, were trying to, we were trying to keep it on the down low, what it was all about. Just spoil it. It's okay. But bare knuckle. Hashtag spoiler alert. Bare knuckle boxing is kind of the hip thing right now well, in hand it, combat. It is. It is the one hundred percent full circle. So in the eighteen hundreds, you had bare knuckle boxing. Then they decided to make it more civilized. So then they put on gloves. Then that boxing was around for a while, and then someone said, "Hey, why don't we do MMA? We'll change the gloves. You can do grappling. You use uh, less thicker gloves. It's closer to bare knuckle boxing, but it's not quite bare knuckle boxing. And then bare knuckle boxing. So it's a hundred percent. We're coming back around to the eighteen hundreds again, and uh, yeah. So it's 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 come full circle. We started with bare knuckle, and we're going back to bare knuckle. Uh, I just noticed on. Uh... I hate when Facebook, like, you update Facebook and it, it makes it worse. Like, you know, they change around too much and you're just trying to do something simple. But uh, Old man Brad complaining about technology. Well, when they when they mess up stuff and make it make it worse. Yes, I yes, I do. I, I complain. Uh, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's worse. No, it's worse. It's definitely worse. I got the update. It's fine for me. Oh, boy. Oh boy! But anyways, I, I gotta find now. I'm way behind on finding what I was gonna talk about in the beginning here. I don't know. Do you want to do while you're looking that up? I can do our our audible uh, 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 read. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Timestamp. All right. We have a new sponsor here at Podcast Detroit Studios. It is the audiobook giant. Audible. By being a fan of this show and our network, we are offering you this limited time offer. You can start a 30-day trial right now and get your first audiobook for free by going to audible.com slash Detroit, or you can text Detroit to 500-500. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, 
original audio shows, news, comedy, and more. You can download Audible apps for your iPhone, iPad, Android, and Windows phone for listening on the go. Audible has countless books on boxing and MMA. One such book is The Boxing Kings. It tells the story of the light, or, I'm sorry, of the heavyweight title in the days when it was a defining institution in the United States. Author Paul Betson places special emphasis on those champions who held a central place in American culture beyond just in boxing ring, including John L. Sullivan, who made the title a commercial property, Jack Johnson, who in 1908 became the first black man to claim the title, Joe Lewis, whose contributions to racial tolerance and social progress transcended even his greatness in the ring, Rocky Marciano, who became an embodiment of the American dream, Muhammad Ali, who took on the U.S. government and revolutionized professional sports with his showmanship, and Mike Tyson, a hard-punching student of boxing history who exemplified the modern celebrity. If you want to listen to this or any of the other countless books you can find on Audible, remember, you can start a 30-day trial and get your first audiobook for free by going to audible.com slash Detroit or just text Detroit to 500-500. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Sign up today. Now, what I wanted to kind of uh, open the show with here really quick and it's you know if it's political i don't even fucking care anymore but um to me the biggest story out there and really it's just an after fact and people are are occasionally sharing it but speaking of the cubs being in town Mm -hmm. um let's talk about the city of chicago chicago last weekend had 58 people shot not only 58 people shot out of those 58, six were confirmed uh, dead on site. Right. And uh, there, there's going to be probably more fatalities. The Chicago Police Department uh, Superintendent Eddie Johnson said at a press conference, um, it was the second weekend in a month involving about 60 people shot. 60 people shot. So that's two weekends. And this is a city that has very strict gun laws, by the way. Right. Which, you know. They don't work. Yeah, they definitely don't work. Uh, so Mr. Johnson said that 83 illegal guns have since been confiscated off the streets since Friday. And um, I got somebody calling me. I don't know if I should take it. You think it's somebody <laughs> for the show? Or Are you serious? No, I, I mean, I didn't know if it was... Uh, it could be the guy. So I should take it. Yes. With the show on air? Yeah, why not? Go All right, hold on. Go, go outside. Yeah. Rochelle and I will will just talk while you're... Uh, while you're... Uh, <laughs> should I take it? Should I? I don't know. No, it's not. All right, oh, okay, so back. it's not. All right. Um, and we're back! Right. Okay. <laughs> so 83 illegal guns have been since uh, confiscated off the streets since Friday, and 29 people have been arrested on gun-related charges. Three persons of interest have since been placed in custody. The police superintendent stated that 26 of the 58 people wounded by guns over the weekend were known to CPD through arrests or criminal histories. As long as we fail to create repercussions for carrying or uh, using illegal guns— or more importantly, hold repeat violent offenders accountable for their actions. We're simply going to continue to have these discussions on Monday morning. Now, Jimmy, you come from a military background. Yes. I'm going to give you my solution, and it's the only solution, I believe. Okay. National Guard. Until it can get handled. This is south, and this is west side Chicago, not downtown when people go visit Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's not up I in know, Wrigleyville. I know, what, I know what you're saying. Um, 
I hate to say this, but gun laws they don't clearly work. they don't work. They don't work. Now, second off, this is a bigger issue than anything they're talking about in Washington D.C. Yeah. right now. Uh, I read an article about a lady, and I, I don't want to pull it up right now, but um, she's policing herself. She goes out at 10, so she's changed her hours on uh, how she sleeps. She sleeps in the day, and right. at night she goes at 10 p.m. on her house with a shotgun, Yeah, and she polices her neighborhood until yeah. the sun rises. And that's what she's been doing for four years, because that's how violence has yeah. escalated. What? Do you, why not the National Guard until this gets okay. under control? The National Guard, you're just going to escalate the problem. And here's why. Because the National Guard doesn't have civilian... And, and You would have to... You, okay, this is what you would have to do. You would have to declare martial law for the city of Chicago. You can't just do sections. You would have to declare martial law for the city of Chicago. That would allow the National Guard to have police action... And arrest, uh, they, they basically, it allows the National Guard to become the police for uh, that city. The problem with that is there is, like, the, peop- the, the majority of the National Guard who are going to be uh, doing stuff are not the MPs. They're just whatever National Guard unit is on alert for that particular time. And they don't have that many MP units. So you're getting like truck drivers, you're getting just infantry guys, you're getting people who have never actually been trained on how to de-escalate a situation like police are trained to do when they go through the police academy. One of the things, one of the books that they have to read is called Verbal Jiu-Jitsu or Verbal Judo or something like that, which is how to speak to somebody to de-escalate the situation, not escalate it. You're going to have guys who are, uh, you know, not trained properly trying to police the streets. And the National Guard is not a long-term solution. It's a temporary solution. Well, I, but I believe we need an immediate temporary well, solution. The, until... Well, well I, I, what I mean is it's a, a temporary solution as in there, are, there is rioting, there is thing, and, and, it, and it's nonviolent type crimes that all you need is a military presence in order to deter it. You're not going to deter these gang members. This is 100% gang on gang violence. Correct. It's 100% what it is. Correct. Okay. So what you have to do is Do you, you think it's political? I don't think it's political. Not the gang members. No, no, no. Do you think it's political? I don't think it's political, but I think okay, here's the issue, here's the issue that I think um uh that okay, so city of Chicago has very strict gun laws. All right, you're not allowed to conceal carry in the city of Chicago. That's exactly why I think it's political, really quick, because there's people in Washington that want it to be just. Just imagine, like the person across from us at the studio, right? Mm-hmm. Say, say she was a cheater, right? She cheated on her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I let her cheat five or six times before I bring the evidence mm-hmm. to him. I really do believe that they're they're stacking the stats so they can say that gun, gun laws don't. No, work. it's not stacking the stats because this is not something that just started happening. This is something that has been consistently happening in the city of Chicago year after year. You know, it, 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 it but the thing is, is it's just it's gotten slightly worse. 
it's they've broken records. Oh yeah, sixty but, a weekend. That's... Right. So I'm saying they've broken records, but it's not something that's new. This has been going on for years. Yeah, it's been it's been rough in South Chicago right, exactly. for a long time. So what I'm saying is, it's not a political thing. It's it's seriously, it's just. There, it's getting to a point where, and and we don't know what the internal uh, gang situation is in in South Chicago. There could be uh, a new gang that has arrived and is trying to take over territory. You know, there could be a gang that lost some territory and they're trying to regain some territory. We don't know what's going on as far as that kind of stuff. The only people who know what's going on are the gangs themselves who aren't going to talk. The guys who are working with the gangs who aren't going to talk or the people investigating the gangs who are not going to talk. Okay. So we don't know why this is happening, but it is happening. I think what you have to do is you literally have to completely break the gangs. And by and, and the only way that you're going to be able to break the gangs is if you. It, so right now, a gang, a gang member, um, let's say a gang member. Uh, shoots another gang member they get first of all if they can find them they get arrested they go through a process they might get some jail time they go into jail they um they go into jail they get out they get together with other other ones the gang violence continues in the jail and then as soon as they get out they're going right back to that gang again trying to take whatever it is position that they had or earn their way back into you know if they were high ranking earn their way back in okay we need to break the gangs and by and the only way that you're going to break the gangs is that if you are a gang member and you commit a crime i don't care what kind of crime it is i don't care if it's petty theft i don't care if it's murder you do not go to a normal prison. You go to a prison that will break your spirit until you are nothing but a shadow of a man or woman. I don't want to be racist or I don't want to be sexist. Shadow of a man or woman to by the time you get out, you don't even want to think about going back to that gang again because you know the consequences of being in that gang are far worse than being in the gang itself. Right. We need to destroy the gangs. But here's the problem. In order to destroy the gangs, we got to have something that replaces why the gangs exist in the first place. Gangs exist because you have young men and women who are who, you know, for whatever reason, um, they, they don't have good uh, role models. They don't have good parents they don't have or i'm not saying good parents but i'm saying you know like you know dad's gone mom works three jobs to try to support her kids and god bless her she is working her ass off trying to support you know her her kids because baby daddy done done left okay so you know we'll say johnny so little johnny is walking the streets because he's got nowhere else to go and he doesn't feel like he belongs the streets are a very dangerous place. He feels like he needs protection. So he gets in, you know, so then he's got a, a guy that comes up to him and says, hey, man, listen, you come join with us. We'll protect you. We'll make sure you're not getting mugged. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure you're not getting messed with. You got bullies at school. We got guys in those school. We're going to protect you. We're going to we're going to teach you. You're, you're our family now. 
know what I'm saying? And it's and it's very inviting to these kids. It's they feel like they have a sense of belonging. They have you know, and that's how it starts. And then after they get into the gangs, is when they you know, in order to continue, they're either trapped with no way of getting out because once you're part of the gang, you can't get out. You either get out by either you know, you, you get killed, you get they killed, kill or you. they kill you. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So so what we need is. Not only do we need to implement uh, situations where if you're in a gang and you get caught, you are going to the worst, I mean, hell on earth kind of jails. No internet. No, you get slop. You get gruel for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. You work hard labor. You don't get downtime. You get put into isolation. There is no general pot. You know what I'm saying? Like the worst possible scenarios. So when you get out, you don't even want to think about going back to that gang because all you can think about is if I get caught again in that gang, I'm going back to that place. But yours is a three to four year solution. Well, well, what I'm saying is it it is a three to four year solution. But here's the thing. All it takes is for it to start. Once it starts, it'll, you know, I'm not saying it's an immediate thing, but you'll see a decline. But again, there have to be programs that that take the place of that. So there need to be more volunteer uh, uh, outfits. There need to be outreach programs. There needs to be and and. You need to have, not only do you need to have those outreach programs, not only do you need to have those volunteer programs, but you need to have people that are willing to basically be, at least to start off with, be security for those programs because the gangs don't want them. I know. The gangs the gangs aren't going to want them. They're going to they're gonna want to keep their kids. Right. But you need to have that kind of program and you need to supplement the bad influences with the good influences. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not something that will be ha- that's going to happen overnight. This has been going on for decades. It's not going to no matter what you do, it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight. And throwing in the National Guard is just going to escalate the situation. You're going to have National Guard soldiers firing on civilians, which is going to be a PR nightmare, or they're going to fire on National Guard soldiers and kill them. I mean, God forbid one of those, you know, one of those gang members shoots a National Guard soldier, I mean, you will have every single political, I, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, every single political force is going to come down just devastatingly hard on on that area, and it's just going to make the situation so much worse. Another thing that we need to do is we need to stop uh, dropping the funding of our police forces. doesn't matter where you are. First thing that gets cut, budget needs to be balanced. First thing that gets cut, police and fire. That's wrong. That is 100% wrong. You never cut the funding of your police or your firemen, ever. You cut from the city council. You cut from the mayor. You cut from all these, you know, you tax the the, the wealthy. You increase taxes a little bit on the, the, you know, but you never, ever cut the, the funding of the police or the fire. We need to increase police 
presence in Southwest Chicago, but they don't have enough people to police the areas. So there are areas in South in South Chicago where the police don't go in there because they know they're going to get shot at. They don't have the proper backup. They don't have exactly. You don't. Well, not only that, what I'm saying is like they, yeah, they don't go in those areas because why? I, it's going to be me and my partner against 40, 50 gangbangers. Like, no, you need to have an overwhelming police presence to the point where one thing pops off. You have 50, 60 cops who are all there and stop it before it starts. And they have overwhelming firepower against the gangs, but they don't have it. So that's that's so that's a that's a huge thing. That's because a Washington's huge thing. not listening. And it's not even a partisan it's thing. Not, it's not. Washington doesn't listen. Nobody listens to anything. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Exactly. The police force in Flint, which is also one of the highest crime rates in America, is ridiculous because the entire police force of Flint consists of, I think, about 20 people for Flint. Just listen to a press conference that comes out of Washington, whether it be a, a majority leader uh, minority leader in the Senate, or if it's uh, you know Sarah, the press secretary, just just listen to what's prioritized in our country, and oh, then realize <laughs> that Chicago sixty people were shot. Flint well, still doesn't have clean water, right? Um, but there you, is a heroin problem. That I mean, sometimes they well, address the heroin problem. Yeah, but the heroin, be, but you know, it's behind other and, stuff. And do you know why? I have no Do idea you know why it. they address the heroin problem and not the gang violence in Chicago or the clean water in Flint? Because the gang violence in Chicago and the clean water in Flint affect primarily minorities. Yeah. The heroin epidemic is affecting everybody from low class to middle class to upper class. Black, white, Latino, it doesn't matter. The heroin epidemic is hitting everybody. That's why they bring up the heroin epidemic and not the clean water in Flint and the the violence in Chicago because that is a minority problem. Yeah. That that has nothing to do with us, but the heroin does because the people who are paying our salaries could be affected by this. So we're going to bring that up. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that and that, and I'm say, sorry to say but that is the mentality in in Washington and in some of these high level uh, you know, uh, government positions is, well, we're not going to, you know, it, it's something that's been going on for so long and it's this kind of problem. So we'll just let them take care of it themselves. And if they can't take care of it themselves, then, oh, well. But you know? we'll bring Rochelle in here because she hasn't talked on the microphone yet. Rochelle, sometimes we drive around Detroit or even rough neighborhoods across the country. And I'll point out the number one thing that makes me sad is seeing like somebody that, you know, can't leave their situation. So like you, I'll see like a mom and a child. They're waiting on a bus. Yep. And I'll I'll drive by, don't I, Rochelle? And I'll be like, you know what? The sad thing is I, I know that she would do anything for her kid, but they can't leave the situation. Yep. Rochelle, Jimmy's proposing that. I mean, you're basically saying people that can't leave South and West Chicago, your solution's a good solution. Yours yours is the antibiotic for the infection. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a tourniquet because I don't think it's fair to the the people that can't get out of there to say that, 
We have a long-term solution. In mm-hmm. the meantime, your kid has to somehow stay away from gangs, mm-hmm. don't join a gang. Mm-hmm. One was shot riding a bike. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that kid wasn't in a gang. No, and there's a there's been a lot of there collateral damage. There has to be something yeah. to temporarily I, I, stop this and curb the numbers okay. to 12, 13, not 60. So uh, go ahead, Rochelle, if, if you have a thought on that. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to say to No, that. I'm just saying that isn't it my number one concern in, in Jimmy saying Jimmy has a great idea right down the road, but it's not fair to somebody that's currently in the situation. And Chicago has had two weekends that are near 60 shootings. And that's just life for people there. But then you have a, a, a big time government who's supposed to protect you that isn't doing anything for Chicago. And if they think that it won't spread, they're wrong. It will. The St. Louis, it's a weakness in our system. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is another poor, uh, poor city. Um, uh, normally the crime's up in St. Louis because that's, that's close enough to the warmth line where, you know, crime goes mm-hmm. up, you yeah. know, why, why crime goes down in Michigan is it gets winter, right? right? You know, people aren't out. But, you know, it's such a weakness that, you, I mean, when we were kids, we heard about gangs, but nothing like what's going on in Chicago. And maybe not since New York in the 80s has there been anything going on like this. Mm-hmm. Um, until New York, basically, if I'm correct, didn't they just – they took a very – I don't want to say militant stand, but they they changed stuff in New York, and then also oh, New York, I'm sure they did. Um, I'm just looking, I, and there might not. It's for smarter people than me. It's probably for you guys who are smarter than me. It's just I don't accept that answer for somebody that's that young well, or a mom yeah. who isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, what's what what's your thought on it, Rochelle? Like, what what would be your solution be? Well, I don't have a solution. Uh, otherwise, I'd be out there pounding. Well, the I mean, but I, your I, thoughts. I I see exactly what he's saying. You know, we we I, we watched uh, the Al Franken thing this morning about why he's a Democrat, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how like the government helps some people and doesn't help other people, mm-hmm. and that. It tells people, well, you you get told that, well, you just need to, you know, basically work harder. Yeah, work harder, and you have every opportunity that every other person out there has, mm-hmm. and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Not true for South in uh, West no. Chicago, right? You can't tell me that a kid who can't afford to eat, you know, his parents working hard, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, know all too well you that. You can't tell me that that kid is, you know, going to end up being valedictorian, Mm -hmm. you know, and going off and getting a full ride to Harvard. Right. Because it's just not going to happen. No, no. Um, I, so you, you were saying, so like for the tourniquet or whatever, uh, does something definitely has to be done, but I don't think it's the National Guard. I think what they have to do is, uh, what I said, which is increase the police presence. Right. So you have to, what you basically have to do is create a program where police officers from all around the country can go and just like a, like a soldier does a deployment, you but go you there. Were saying, you were saying, okay, so basically how, who's going to pay for that? 
Right. Well, we they are, have to fund are, it. They, we are all going to pay for it. Well, stop, stop giving money to a wall and fund stuff. But that's just stuff. It. Yeah, that's the, not. The but that's never going to happen. In our eyes, in the real people's eyes, we see the problems face on. And they're up in, you know, their little offices, you know, c- watching their bankrolls right. increase. And yeah. they're more concerned with, like, as they would say, the bigger picture when it's it's more or, they got to start at the core, right? And they're not willing to put forth that fund, right? Or you do it on a volunteer basis, you know. Well, I mean that's a good point. So yeah. uh, John Cusack did a movie with Spike Lee where he plays a, a famous father who actually I believe they they get in groups and they walk the streets at night. Maybe it becomes a the religion. Maybe it's churches. Maybe it's uh, a volunteer group that actually prays around at night. Very, no, no, no. Very I mean, dangerous. I mean, but... I mean, police officers volunteering for like two week rotations. I, I, I mean, God bless them. That's yeah. the bravest thing well, you can freaking do. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is, and or, and and actually, this might even, and I didn't even think about this, but, but is I, this gonna, but if they're doing it on a volunteer basis and say they're not basically on the clock. What kind of authority do they have? Well, that's just it. They would still have the authority of the Chicago PD. They get sworn in as a temporary member of the Chicago PD. They have arrest powers. They have whatever. See, but you could get crazy people in there. Well, but I'm saying but is you, you might get, need a little bit of get, crazy you know to get this under like, control. But no, what I'm, like the bad kind. Uh, well, uh-huh. I, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, if you're putting them in that situation, like... I hate to say it, but if you're putting them in that situation and they're dealing with these gangs, like maybe throwing the bad guys in there are it's not such a bad idea because they're gonna they're gonna take care of the problem. You see, but I think that's gonna cause chaos. I, I, I do like too, an but anarchy. and another and another thing <laughs> yeah. that I thought about you, too. You fund the mafia back and then the mafia right, takes well, over for the gangs. Well, actually that's I, not a bad idea. I, well right, because the mafia doesn't disrupt like that. Exactly. The mafia is very discreet and the mafia only deals internally. The enemy of my enemy is my, my friend. friend. Yeah. Or or uh, and and actually, they would clean it not, up. Actually, pretty. Quick. I was gonna say not necessarily the mafia, but you know who would even be better than the mafia is the yakuza. I don't even know what that is. The yakuza is the Jap- is basically the Japanese mafia. Oh, okay. They are very, very low key. You will. I I kid you we're, not. We're building a wall. I doubt they're gonna get it. I, I, well, <laughs> but, I what I'm saying is, you get because the yakuza is already here in the states. Right. It's just they're they're more towards the the west coast. But you bring the yakuza into Chicago. And you won't hear anything. It just all of a sudden there'll just be silence. But there will be dead bodies everywhere. But nobody will hear anything about it because they're like ninjas and they just take them out <laughs> silently. But no, actually, an, another thing that I thought about, and it's actually kind of a, I wouldn't say a brilliant solution, but um, you could do through a program through the unemployment. Uh, unemployed vets, yeah, to go and police the streets of Chicago. They would have to go through a training. They would have to go through a training thing, you know. The and the, the the Chicago PD would have to sign off. They'd go through basically a little mini academy. They wouldn't have necessarily arrest powers, like they couldn't arrest somebody, but they could be a deterrent and 
they could be on a walkie-talkie to get a cop with arrest powers there in immediate, uh, you know, an immediate uh, thing or whatever. Well, I'm not a fan of martial law, but let me ask you this. But it's not. No, no, I know. But I want to ask you because you, you got more experience than me on this. So I'm not a fan of martial law, but when a hurricane or something hits to prevent looting and everything like right. that, martial law comes in and there's a curfew. Yeah. Why wouldn't martial law in a curfew with detention centers where like, listen, you on the streets at, after 10, you're because you're, you can't you can't just do it for one section. You would have to do it you you can't de- declare martial law on just south and west southwest and west Chicago. You would have to declare martial law on Chicago, but in we order do it to... for Devil's Night, don't we, or Angels Night no, it's in not... Detroit? No, there's no martial law. I thought you have to be off the streets by you, a certain that, time. There's a curfew, but that is not it's martial a law. Okay, That's not that is different. Because but wouldn't the martial law is the kick in that they they take you in like I mean if you have nowhere to go you go to detention center that would be martial law there's a curfew well no martial law means that the military is the law that's what martial law means no no I know I'm going right. back to my right right more but, than the police force right more than the police force but you would have to declare martial law which means that uh, everybody in Chicago would be subject to that curfew right which would kill downtown right. Because nobody could be out past a certain time of night, right? And 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 the reason I say that is because you can't specifically say it is only martial law in South and West Chicago, and not for the rest of Chicago, because then you're you're, you're basically saying, well, you're only the minority-driven areas are under martial law. That's why you can't do it just like that. You have to declare yeah. martial law on the whole on the whole city, but you. But that's what I'm saying. But you could do a police force, um, and uh, you could do a like increased police force that volunteers. You know, uh, people in the in the city volunteers. Maybe you team up. You could even do a thing where you team up, and every team is like four members of the community, one vet, one off duty cop. Yeah. Like, and that's your team, and you have a whole bunch of teams that patrol, you know, during the day and the evening or whatever. And it's just basically a deterrent. But here's the problem: like, the deterrent deterrents only deter people who are either on the fence or probably wouldn't commit a crime. Yeah. Anyways, yep. it's not going to deter the gangs. Nope. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Is like, it's a temporary solution, but the bullets would still fly. You know, well, that's the shit thing about I, it, and that's so it, gun no laws. What you do, gun laws aren't the way, obviously. And uh, the other thing is, I don't know if arming everybody makes it better. So, like, I mean, there's just well, no good solution. There's no to good it. solution because here's the thing: if you're armed, this yes. is a legit question, yeah. right? And which two, I always am. Okay, but two gang members come up to you. Yeah, you pop a gang member. I, I give you 48 hours. Like, I mean, they're gonna find you. I mean, oh, even yeah. being armed. That's your your oh, death yeah. sentence. You're, well, you're 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 going to wait out forty eight hours, and they're going to find you, and you're going to be in trouble. No. Well, if you have no way to move, you live in the no, city. No, no, no. What I, I'm, I'm saying, just saying. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if it's two gang members that I'm facing down, uh, there's as long as there's no witnesses, they never know who did it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, that. Just, I'm, I'm not. Just I'm saying. saying that that's not a great solution. No, it's not a great solution. The but there, there are no solutions. That's I can what tell sucks you. About it. What there are no solutions. But actually, I could tell you, and it's it's a, something a little bit more than martial law. 
which we've never actually, which we actually have never done uh, since the Civil War, is we would literally have to declare war on the city of Chicago. I would not want that because I think we're living in very dangerous times. As well, as this is, is what I'm, this is what I'm saying is we would have to declare war on the city of no, Chicago. No, I got you. We would bring in the actual military, not the National Guard, but I mean. I should say most of the most of the military that goes overseas are National Guard and Reserve. But we'd bring in the military and we would do it like any hostile city. Yeah. So Iraq, Kabul, uh, Kabul, whatever. And you literally just say, these are sections we're hitting. And you go in in a military raid and you catch all the gang members. But the fucking shitty thing about that is you're basically saying democracy and policies does not work. Democracy and, that, and policies is not working right now. I know. But you're yeah. saying that and you're, you you yeah. base everything on a democracy, but you're saying policy and democracy doesn't work. So just like it's every right other yeah. just like every other region in the world, yeah. we are going to do something, you know. But, but I'm saying like if you wanted an immediate an immediate stop, a cessation of hostilities. That's what it would take. It would take one month of having the military literally go in there and raid the houses, throw people in detention centers, no due process. Right. No, you just, you are in, and you basically say, okay, here is where we are going to be. You tell them in advance. If you are in this area, and like if you need to be in this area because you live there, because whatever, and you have a legitimate reason to be there, then you go to this place and you get basically a permit that says you have papers, basically, that's saying, I live here, yeah. I work here, you know, I have children here, you know, whatever. Okay. Then when we come in, we do the raid, we knock on your door, you answer, you show us the papers, we say, okay, have a great day, and we move on to the next house. But if you are there without the papers, if you are there, or if you're not even supposed to be there, you're immediately thrown in a detention center. No due process. Right. No, whatever. You're thrown in a detention center and you are thrown into the absolutely worst possible prison that we could possibly find. You get rid of. And as you go through, you get rid of all the weapons that you find, all the weapons that you find. You just take them. All the drugs, you destroy them. You don't take them. You destroy them. Yeah. You, you know, anything if you if you and then also you say, okay if you're going to be in this area, you have to follow a dress code. If we see you wearing pants that are hanging below your butt, you are immediately thrown in jail. Immediately. Yeah. That that, because that is that is a uh, or if how about a gang tattoo? A a gang. Okay, well, cover it up or no, because a gang cover it up or you're in a gang. But here's the thing. There's no reason to wear your pants below your, your butt unless you're in a nah, gang. Unless you're in a gang, there's no reason to wear your pants below your butt. Yeah. There's and no I'm not, reason I'm not at try- all, ever. I'm, I'm not trying to make uh, light of the situation because I think we've given it in, a, in an hour. And the, the great thing about giving it an hour is that you, you come to the solution that there there's got to be talk about it. So we dedicated a good hour to something that, Hey, you know what? Research Chicago, see what's going on there and, and wonder why the hell no one's talking about this in the nation. Uh, but I I mean, once again, I want to say this, I'm I'm not trying to make light of it, but you remember when Yoda and the clone wars went and got the clones because like they were just out of, I mean, almost if we had like the drones 
and like artificial intelligence for that area. It's a dangerous slippery slope, but I mean, the way it's going over there, it's just unbelievable. Um, but we want everybody to uh, at least research it, and we gave we gave it an hour because it's an important thing uh, to us, you know. And, and you know, the, the crazy thing about Chicago is there's a lot of similarities between Chicago and Detroit. Uh, Midwest towns um, both have very much areas that are difficult, but both have areas that are thriving. You know, if if you go down to downtown Detroit, it looks like everything's magical. But you go a couple blocks over, not so magical. Yeah. Same with Chicago, the Magnificent Mile. There's there's some great places in downtown Chicago. Go a little bit further, not so great. You right. know, so um, you know, it's just something to to realize here. We're gonna go on a quick break, and then Jimmy's well, gonna be back or do what's on tap. I'm gonna do what's on tap first. Uh, but just be aware that uh, when we go to break, there might just be silence because uh, we don't know what is actually happening. And silence is gold. And silence is golden. But we're just going to do a quick What's on Tap. Uh, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, starting off boxing uh, at Struder in Denmark, we have Dina Thorslund versus Jessica Minos. Uh, ten rounds for the vacant WBO Women's Junior featherweight title uh that is august 25th uh moving on to mma uh and i'm just going to name a couple of things uh that i found were kind of funny uh august 23rd socaf fights alliance mma fight club oc 53 and i never understand why they call their things fight club because the number one rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight you don't talk about fight club all right uh, August 23rd, Stud Sport. Uh, that is the St. George Cup Grand Prix in Moscow, Russia. August 25th, the Crucible, uh, Hall versus Hart in Birmingham, England. Uh, August 25th, Real Mixed Martial Arts, and not to be confused with fake mixed martial arts. Uh, Real MMA 18, that is in Las Vegas, Nevada. August 25th, we have USC Fight Night 135. Gethy versus Vic, that is in Lincoln, Nebraska. And August 26th, ACF 37th, A-Toys Challenge Fight 37, the Dawn Center in Osaka, Japan. That's What's on Tap, sponsored by by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Uh, If it's just silence, please bear with us, uh, and we will be right back. Well, <laughs> wow. Yep. Well, you want to know something scary? Sure. Uh, count, count them off really quick. Ready? Yeah. Uh, Lance Parrish. One. one. Uh, Daryl Evans. Two. two. Dave Bergman. Three. three. Uh, Lou Whitaker. Four. four. Uh, Alan Trammell. Five. five. Tom Brookins. Six. six. Uh, Chet Lemon. Seven. Uh, Kurt Gibson. Eight. Uh, Larry Herndon. Nine. Uh, Marty Castile. Ten. Aurelio Lopez. 11. Jack Morris. 12. Dan Petrie. 13. Juan Berenger. 14. Willie Hernandez. 15. Um, fuck. F- to remember 15, Sparky Anderson, not the manager, not count. 15 off 16. a championship team. Yeah. Holy fuck. And then uh, Daryl Evans. I didn't count him. I, yeah, or did I? Said, I already did, did say Daryl Evans. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, Rod Allen, I know because he, I don't remember him on the team, but he does the commentary. That's pretty good to still remember 15 off a championship team oh, from God, 1984. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We will be back next week. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have some of the interviews that we were going. But yeah, speaking of Tigers, uh, Andy Dirks, uh, former Tiger and now mental coach will be joining us. Oh, And then cool. Emily T. Gale. She couldn't make it Yay. in this week. We're going to have her in next week. Yeah. Uh, so, I like Emily. Uh, stay tuned to our Facebook at facebook.com backslash radio undercard. We'll announce stuff there. Of course, the video will be up there. We want to thank Podcast Detroit. We want to thank Falling Down Beer Company. And we want to thank our new sponsor, Jimmy. Audible. There we go. Uh, we'll see everybody soon. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Take care.